Are you eager to teach your children about the Bible, but you don't feel like you know enough yourself? Do you shy away from theological conversations with your kids out of fear of getting it wrong and maybe scarring them for life? Then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other super convenient online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Have you ever noticed that when you encounter news stories or even advertisements in our world, you have to give your kids a disclaimer like, well, kids, I know they're saying that all is hopeless, but here's what we believe. Wouldn't it be nice if you could point them to a news source that would actually encourage them to see how God is working in our world today? Well, it is nice because there is such a news source. It's called World Watch. This is an engaging professional news show produced by Christian journalists, and it's designed specifically for kids. In just 10 minutes a day, you and your kids can stay up to date on the current headlines without the hopelessness and hysteria of most other news sources. My favorite part is that every episode ends with this reminder, whatever the news, the purpose of the Lord will stand. To find out more about World Watch, just go to worldwatch.news slash ginger to access a free episode. Again, that's worldwatch.news slash ginger. Well, hey there, Katie. I know you just rolled out of bed this morning. You guys are starting, <laughs> getting ready to adapt to that uh, schedule in Hawaii. Poor yes, things. It's awful. <laughs> it's just the worst. Well, Katie, if you'll remember, you and I had the opportunity to meet our guests today at a homeschool convention in Florida last year. Uh, actually, was it Florida? Okay. Yeah, they, they all start running together after a while. It was. It, so was, it was FPEA. Florida. Yes, it was okay. so fun. Okay, well, I couldn't remember for sure where it was, but what I do remember is us having uh, some really great in-depth conversations with Kelsey Reed and how it didn't take very long before we knew that we wanted to have her on our podcast. Mm-hmm. She has so much wisdom to share, particularly in regards to helping parents build biblical literacy in their children. Uh, she's also an expert at helping parents build news literacy in children from a biblical perspective, which is fantastic. And so we are very excited that Kelsey has already agreed to come back on our show in just a few months to talk about that. But on to today's episode, Katie, how about you go ahead and introduce Kelsey to our listeners and maybe explain how she's affiliated with our sponsor. Sure. Kelsey Reed is the news coach for God's World News, where she helps parents, grandparents, educators, and ministry workers engage in conversations with kids and teens about the spiritually and culturally challenging situations that we see all over the news today. Uh, Kelsey provides factual content and context, sound biblical perspective, and icebreaking tips to help adults engage young believers in discussions about the news and specifically, and this is what I love about World, specifically how God's hand is at work in it. Kelsey studied at Covenant Theological Seminary, and she and her husband and their three daughters live in Western North Carolina. Kelsey, it is so great to have you. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you. It's so good to be here. Well, Kelsey, you have such a passion for biblical literacy in kids and teens. So can you tell us just right out of the gate, where did you develop that passion? Well, I want to, before we get too far into that, talk about the fact that um, expert is perhaps not the best word. And it <laughs> it really coincides with the answer to this question that you've mm. asked. I really view myself as a lifelong learner hmm. and that we even call ourselves around here professional learners. There's always something else to grow in. Uh, our application of what of what we're doing our minds we're we're going deep and broad and trying to wrangle a bunch of issues and there's always more to learn mm. so i think we're more broad than deep um more kind of trying to hit all the bases than really being able to uh, speak expertly on one specific topic area which i think is really necessary when you think about something as uh, just profound as the bible in particular but also mm. as uh, as full as the news is, which we'll talk about in in another episode. But for today, to answer that question, that it has been a lifelong process of really developing a passion for the Word in my life and therefore recognizing how wonderful a provision it is, how much my children need it, how much everyone needs to just know this one, be acquainted with this one who made us. And so I would say that developing this passion has something that that began at my parents' knees and really has occurred all the way through life, was stirred even further when I had that privilege of going to seminary alongside of my husband. But maybe my best schoolmaster for uh, this passion for biblical literacy has actually been suffering. And so it has been in the struggle that my hunger for the Lord and His Word has really been fine-tuned, or my appetite has really increased there. So I want, yes, to help point towards the supply that is great, that is in the Lord's Word, and I'm passionate about that being something we begin to give and foster in our children. Mm, Kelsey, I so appreciate you sharing all that. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest ways— all of us learn, I think, is through suffering. I've certainly learned uh, so much more from God's Word that I didn't learn before some really hard suffering. Um, Mm. But God is always near to us when we turn to Him in that suffering and always teaches us things and and draws us closer to Him. So that's the good part of suffering. None of us like it, but that's definitely the upside to it is we really see the power of God and His presence Mm. in our lives during those uh, really hard times. Kelsey, so one thing our listeners love is practical application. They tell us that all the time. But Katie and I like to always encourage parents to consider the why before the how. Mm -hmm. Most of us probably uh, have learned from personal experience that motive affects method. So let's start with the basics of why we strive to build biblical literacy in our children. What outcomes are we hoping for, Kelsey? So we're hoping for our children to have a developed sense of their identity. Um, When we're talking, uh, there will always be a little bit of a rub into what we're looking at in our world in terms of what I talk about Mm -hmm. with Scripture. You know, word and world will be a partnership for me. So the outcomes have very much to do with all the things that are 
always key questions in our world. You know, what develops our sense of identity? You know, where do we belong? What is our purpose in this world? And so the why, parents, is we are supplying our children with a framework for their true identity, the one who gave them the, their identity, who puts his name on us, on them. You uh, engaging in this again, rich resource that tells us who and whose we are and what it is that he wants us to do. The motivation is that you are supplying them with something that is capital T truth when you're giving this to them. And you are supplying them then with the hope and confidence that are born of standing on that foundation. So I would say that as uh, the, the parental motivator, that is the why. Again, we lead back and, and go, you know, we're going to supply this foundation um, to our kids. But at some point, they, they will have to make it their own. They're going to have to find their own motivation for that as well. So the outcomes that we're hoping for in, in this is that they will hunger for that foundation. They will return to that foundation that they were given, that you train up a child in the way that they should go, and that when they were they are old, they will return to it, or they will not. Fl- they will not stray from it. Proverbs has great wisdom for us in this, and I, I like to talk about the fact that we're talking about training up a child, and then the other part of that proverb is that when they are old, they will not depart from it. There's a bunch of middle ground there. Mm-hmm. That there's not a. There's not that space created or, or mentioned in real deep clarity in that proverb. We don't know what's going to happen in the meantime, but we know that the Lord is faithful. So um, just supplying what they can ultimately return to when their motives are also stirred and their hunger is stirred for the gospel. Kelsey, it makes me think about we're studying the proverbs in our church right now, and we're going we're going beginning to end, I hope. <laughs> and um one of my favorite things that our pastor is talking about, well, I guess last Sunday, one thing he said that really stuck out to me is he read the verse, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, just <laughs> get it. It's available. It's there. And if we're not pouring through the word, we're not getting that. And if we're not pouring through it with our children, they're not getting that. They're, they're not getting it through osmosis. They're not getting it, certainly not in the culture. They're getting it through us and us pouring the word into them day after day. So, and I appreciate what you said about, you know, capital T truth. One of the questions my kids ask me constantly, and it, it never ceases to amaze me is, is that true? So, you know, we'll watch a news story and somebody will say something about, well, you know, tens of millions of years ago. And the first question they inevitably ask is, is that true? And um, so it's interesting. They have that hunger for truth. And we have the capital T truth in our homes, on our phones, uh, you know, in a Bible app. And we can offer that to them day after day. So what an opportunity. I love that you mentioned that. Well, uh, parents might ask, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar. I've never led a Bible study before. What if I get the answers wrong? What if my kids ask a question and I don't know how to answer? So Kelsey, what's your encouragement to parents like that? So I just want to start right there and say that saying, I don't know, let's find out, is a fabulous posture to take with your kids. Mm. Right there, you're putting yourself also in that learner posture. And you're encouraging their questions of, is this true? Or how do I know? You know, how do I have confidence? And that you're going, all right, let's go discover together 
you're modeling for them this confidence that truth can be found and that you're also not the authority on that truth. So mm. great place to start to just say, I don't know, let's find out. So a little bit deeper, sometimes, like you mentioned in the beginning, our emotions can really foil us here. We can get anxious, afraid that we're going to mess it up. And I really think that that's our enemy, trying to foil our efforts at encouraging our children, at being in intimacy with the Father. And so just want to name that and encourage you to name that, that when your fears rise up, the Lord has so much to say about be not afraid, for I am with you. Be still. Know that I am God. He has bent heaven and earth to come alongside of us, and He wants to be known. He sent His Son, Prince of Heaven, to seek after us. Will He not so much more come alongside us as we seek His face through His Word? So just want to encourage and fan the flame of that confidence that His Word is for us. Now, it can get a little confusing because not every book feels like it was written to us. And that's really true. It was written to a specific audience. And so sometimes we need to have a hermeneutic or an interpretive method for understanding what's going on here so that we can, again, with confidence, engage in the word that is for us, even if we were not the original audience. So a very simple hermeneutic or interpretive method is to recognize that everything in the Lord's word points to the person or the work of Christ or of man's need of that work and his person. And so when we think of, okay, what is this passage in Joshua? What's going on here? Or what is this passage in the minor prophets and where we're watching this exile of Israel? Or, you know, what is going on here? One of the things that can hold our hearts, again, is to remember that everything is meant to increase our understanding of man's need for a Savior, for a Redeemer. So parents, just you do not have to be a scholar in order to recognize that. And again, His Word is a gift to us that we get to unpack daily. So engage it with that just appetite, if I can encourage it. I, I, I'm going to talk about cooking later because I love to cook. So I'm always thinking of it in terms of the appetite. So, mm. Kelsey, I mentioned earlier that our listeners uh, love practical tips. So what tools do you recommend to parents for studying the Word of God, tools mm. that will equip them in how to increase biblical literacy with their children? Mm. So it's always just a temptation to dive right in and not care for ourselves. I, I find myself doing that thing where I think I'm supposed to put the oxygen mask on my child first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I'm going to start actually with those tools for parents, reminding you, put that oxygen mask on yourself, breathe deeply, drink deeply of the Lord. Um, one of my favorite podcasts actually is with Tara Lee Cobble. She has the oh, Bible yes. recap. Mm -hmm. I love her work. I do too. 
And it's very accessible, and it's a very short amount of time, and it goes deep into the Word, and you can you can take it as deeply as you want. So what a wonderful place to have the Word unpacked. And she's excellent at asking questions, too. And she reminds us that in Him is where the joy is. And so she's also saying, move into Christ, move into His Word. He is where the joy is. Other things that you might take with you into your relationship with your kids— I really enjoy the Bible Project for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. Number one, I've got a an 18-year-old, and so she's already starting to think about heavier thoughts. And so these word studies and some of the theology that is present, even in their wonderful small animations, they grab her. They help her to think more deeply. My second daughter, who's 16, she's an artist. So as you might imagine, the artistry very much appeals to her and brings her in. And the storytelling helps her to fathom the depth of the story that we're being acquainted with in the Lord's Word. And then I have a seven-year-old. And as you might imagine, she's ready to watch something on the screen. (laughs) And so we can sit around that as a family and each of us really go deeper into our own areas of study while also having corporate Bible study. So it it pulls us all in. And then just in general, the inductive method of Bible study, which I believe Tara Lee Cobble actually applies when she's engaging, but it's where you encourage the question asking and you encourage the observation of your children sitting down to read through a passage and asking, what do you see? What do you hear? Now, there are a number of different inductive methods out there. They're easy to find online. Uh, One that we use is uh, adapted from uh, not the Navigators, but I think one of the other campus ministries that it used to be called SOYA, which was survey, observe, interpret, analyze. And we do survey, observe, analyze, respond, asking questions. What is this story about? What do we see? What do we hear? What are the details going on? And where we're starting to encourage our children to interrogate the word for deeper understanding. Kelsey, have you seen the Bible Project's coffee table book? Oh, I haven't yet. Of their animations, uh, of their illustrations. I mm-hmm. love, it's giant. It's a huge book, but I love that coffee table book. It's beautiful. It sounds like something that would fuel study. If you don't want to be on the screen, there are other options. Mm-hmm. So, But we have found that their storytelling is just it's phenomenal. A, it is. It's mm-hmm. a phenomenal way of engaging Scripture actually with our imagination so that more of ourselves, our hearts, our heads— we're all we're all in, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll put links to all of the things mm-hmm. you mentioned in our show notes, so our yes, listeners can easily find resources. that. Yeah, yeah, great resources there. Well, Kelsey, I know we're going to have you back on the show to talk mm-hmm. about how parents can develop news literacy in their children, which I'm very excited about. I have a news background, and that is a, a passion of mine. But there are so many confusing and scary things happening in our world today. So, can you explain how biblical literacy informs? our news literacy? Well, one of the things that I just want to go back to, of course, is something from Scripture itself, where Ecclesiastes reminds us that there's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) It's interesting. We talk about news, and yet Ecclesiastes corrects us and say there's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) So I think when we have a, a deepened, a developed literacy of the word, That's one of the things that we recognize is that man's patterns are all the same. 
We're really on repeat. We might have a different type of technology, um, but all of our sin patterns, all of our depravity is very familiar territory, and the Lord is not surprised by it, and so that's also very helpful that when we read the Bible, we get a perspective of his patience, his long-suffering nature with us, and his faithfulness, and that as we look, um, we're recognizing that there is... uh, nothing that's going to change his way and his will in the wor- world. He's He is going to have his way. He, he is irresistible and his plan is good. So when we read and we recognize again that hermeneutic, we recognize that we can even apply that to the world, that something of the world also reflects to us something of the person or the nature of God or of Christ. We see that his work is in history, that at one point that was the news, what was going on in Israel. Hmm. And that everything of history, everything of the news also reveals something of our need of him too. And so biblical literacy and the hermeneutical frame that we use, that can be applied as well um, to how we look at the world. Now, I, I realized part of the reason I'm hesitating through this is I realize there's one other thing that we use a lot that I'd like to refer to here, which is that redemptive narrative. Mm-hmm. We talk about the Lord's irresistible will working its way out through all of history. There's this framework we like to use that is called the redemptive narrative where we realize he has made the world, that he has established his authority over it in creation, and that he named his creation very good. And then obviously we see the brokenness in our rebellion against his creation order and the fall and the outflowing curse. When we have that framework, we can look at the news and go, ah, I see what's going on here. This is a part of where man's rebellion is still ongoing. And again, points us to that need of the rescuer and the fact that he has come and that we have hope. So our our biblical literacy informs our ability to engage that ongoing news cycle, the current events, and to step back and to remind ourselves of, ah, this is an ongoing story whose end has not yet come, but we have hope. We can maintain that hope and confidence that mm-hmm. his, his kingdom is coming. That's right. Amen, sister. And no matter how bad it gets, we know the ending. Yes. We know how it's going to end. And that's just so encouraging. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently. And each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Kelsey, how about telling our listeners about some of the ways you're able to help parents build biblical literacy in their children through your work as news coach at God's World News? Tell us a little bit about what God's World News is and then um, how you're able to help parents with those things. So God's World News is our children's division of World News Group that actually predated World Magazine. We started in 1982. I did not know that. Yes. That's fascinating. So we began crafting material to tell children about this world. Um, Just, yeah, in fact, I was four years old when it came out, and I began receiving it when I was a little (laughs) kid. So this has also informed my thinking through the years. But God's World News is committed to telling the news in a developmentally sound way from children as young as three all the way up to 14 years old. And we do so through a biblical perspective, knowing that it's God's world, which was actually one of the first names of of one of our varied publications. We called it It's God's World. We're trying to make sure that we frame everything we say through that biblical perspective. So as news coach, I get to talk about um, just the biblical side of that more robustly for parents. I obviously describe the redemptive narrative. I, I write things like a short description of the, the redemptive narrative and how we see that interfacing with the way we engage the world. I write a number of essays to try to supplement the material that parents are hopefully reading alongside of their children in order to help them unpack their learning about the Lord's world. Then another thing that I get to do to help build uh, biblical literacy is that we try to speak of the Lord's provision constantly. Um, in our podcast that Jonathan and I, my partner in Concurrently, we seek to point to the Father's provision for us, which gives us the provision we need to learn, try, maybe fail, make mistakes, and allow that uh, allow the word to descend into our hearts, to shape our feeling, to shape our thinking, and even to shape our actions in this world. And something you guys do really well, and this is what I just so appreciate about World and why I sought you guys out to sponsor our show, is that you don't present the news from any sort of hysterical point of view or, Mm. you know, the sky is falling, which I think literally every other news source takes that approach. Mm -hmm. If it bleeds, it leads, so to Mm. speak. And um, I just really appreciate that no matter the purpose of, or no, sorry, give me the tagline. Um, No matter the, no No matter matter the news, the the purpose of the Lord will stand. stand. Mm. And that is such a different perspective than we Mm. get from mainstream media and you know, what we put in our minds and in the minds of our children really matters. There is no neutral worldview. Mm -hmm. There is no neutrality, especially with the news as we see it. And so, you know, I can see sometimes or sense on the faces of people where they are getting their news Mm -hmm. just in hearing them talk about it, the things that are going on. And that matters. Mm -hmm. You know, what we're listening to, what we're reading, what we're watching really does matter. So I appreciate the work you all are doing at World. I appreciate that you are doing so from a biblical worldview, but also really quality journalism. You're informed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I'm a huge fan in case you can't mm. tell. Um, so I just, I appreciate your role, especially in coming alongside parents and helping us uh, navigate all of this because mm. it is really 
tricky explaining some of what's happening in our world, though there's nothing new under the sun. It's new mm-hmm. to us sometimes. Yes. And yes. Uh, I just appreciate your role as coaching us in um, helping our kids navigate all this. Well, thanks. And I, I think just one last thing I'd like to say about the joy of being positioned in God's World News is that we're so often telling the fun news hmm. and World mm-hmm. Watch as well. Yes. There is plenty to report on that is so very good. The the goodness, the truth, the beauty of the Lord in operation in this world. And being a believing enterprise, a Christian enterprise, we tell the news that is good as well as the news that is hard and Amen. challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. But even the hard news, you're pointing them back to the hope we have right. in Christ and right. how we know all of this mess is going to end. <laughs> <laughs> but but even the good things in the mess, we see how God is working. And that's what I love so much about God's world news. My ki- I got that when I was homeschooling my kids, and they loved it. It was just such a wonderful tool for me to be able to navigate what was going on in our world back then, which is nothing compared to what's going on, our, in, our, on in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my kids loved it, and I loved it because uh, you guys did all the work for me, mm-hmm. um, it, just able to navigate things with my kids and point them back to the truths of God's word and how, as you guys say, his hand is at work, even in the things that are confusing and hard to accept that's going on in our world today. Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you for the work you do there. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. And today's quick tip is courtesy of Kelsey. So what tip do you have for us today? I mentioned that cooking and food are big in my family. But since transitioning to working four days outside of the home every week, it has been a big challenge just to do the menu planning. Now, as an educator, I'm trying to do that motivated learner thing. And so I have my children doing some buy-in with the menu planning by them having the opportunity to choose a meal every week. And so when they choose it, they have to do a quick I spy through the kitchen, see if we have all the ingredients or what we might need to put on the grocery list. And then I sit down and I will make a grocery pickup order from the list that they have compiled. And we'll sit down and do that as a family, which is pretty fun as well as a uh, as a family activity. But they are then motivated. And I will talk about a quick tip that is the next time I speak with you about how that continues to play out in our family. Oh, okay. Leave us hanging. I love that. That's an awesome quick tip. (laughs) Well, Um, and developing the skill of having to find things that are currently in the house and create a meal from that and, you know, not wasting the food that's currently there. Mm -hmm. That is to me, uh, one of the best skills that they can develop in the home. That's fantastic. It is. I am all about a grocery list and checking Mm -hmm. for ingredients before I go, because if I don't have a grocery list, I tend to go to the grocery store while I'm hungry and come home Mm -hmm. with all sorts of things that we don't need. (laughs) It's a chip fest after that. You know, we're just eating chips for dinner. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Kelsey, what a blessing to have you on our show today. Uh, How about telling our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, your ministry, and the awesome work you're doing with God's World News? Great. Well, I've been just so thrilled to be here. Thank you for allowing me to enter the conversation with you guys. And for more things from us at God's World News, the easiest way to find us is through gwnews.com. So my material can be found at gwnews.com slash newscoach. And then we have a podcast that is called Concurrently, the News Coach Podcast, which you can find there or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
If you're interested in our curriculum for kids, you can also find it through gwnews.com, where we can send you to each of your different levels for your different children and check out our material there. And Kelsey, I've really enjoyed your podcast. There was one episode that you guys did on school shootings, which Mm. spoke to me personally because my senior year of high school was the year of Columbine. And a month after that, there was a shooting at my high school. And that was the last day of my senior year of high school. And so mm-hmm. what an entrance into, and that's when I decided, oh, I'm going to go into the news mm-hmm. uh, because of how I perceived the people who were there interviewing us. And um, that's a whole story for another day. But anyway, I found it very interesting. I, I really just appreciate your perspective, your humility on the show. And I have mm-hmm. just, anyway, listeners go find mm-hmm. concurrently. Thank you, Katie, so much. Mm -hmm. Your words mean a lot and your story means a lot. So thanks for sharing that. It informs our thinking. It informs our talking. So thank you so much. Well, listeners, we will be sure to put links to all the resources we mentioned today in our show notes. So Kelsey, how about you leave our listeners with a final word of encouragement? I'm going to draw from the word for this because, of, as I said, just falling more and more deeply in love with the Lord's provision in his word. So from 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture— is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, and thank you, Ginger, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, we would love for you to leave us a rating or a review. This is a great help to us to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. You can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode at Ginger's website, which is gingerhubbard.com. And while you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can also find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering Ginger's Wise Words for Moms chart bundle deal at a 10% discount. This is a buy three, get the fourth chart free deal for only $15 and... But wait, there's more. If you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you can get an additional 10% off this already great deal. The Wise Words for Moms chart is a really great gift for baby showers, baby dedications, or if you would just like to bless your mom friends who are also wanting to reach the hearts of their children. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a Corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a Corner. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.